Hello and welcome to Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Headphone Joe, and I'm here with my co-host as always. What's up, everybody? Brennan Tassif coming to you live from New York City. Wow, Brennan, that's a, that's a lot of energy right there. Sorry, I'm fired uh, up. We were just talking about what we were talking about. I'm fired up. <laughs> and I was doing the thing. I was doing the sarcastic intro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Call back to off-air pre, <laughs> pre-production. All righty. Well, folks, we had a busy weekend in sports. Uh, the NFL's uh, the NFL. The MLB... MLB season is over, so slotting into the kickoff will be the NBA this week and for the foreseeable future. But we got a lot of things to talk about as far as that. Some of the NFL games and the college football weekend as well. Uh, and then we'll and move the prem. And dude, I was gonna say, then we'll move on to the quick hits where we're gonna recap some things in hockey and uh, Fulham and uh, preview some World Cup. What's not uh, skipping the walk off? No, nothing moved us to. Walk off moments. Um, so yeah, so I'm ex- Can I just interrupt before you even hit the sounder? Go for it. This fucking Fulham thing. Two weeks, two games in a row. Brennan, Brennan, you're getting ahead of yourself. You're it's getting, I'm. You're getting so ahead fired of yourself. up. <laughs> getting ahead of yourself. So before Brennan blows a fuse, the kickoff. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go, Brennan. I think I think we have a special one this week. Game uh, of the year. Game of the year. Legends. The game of the year. Talking uh, NFL, baby. This was the game of the year, the game of the century, maybe the game of the new millennia. Okay, all right. Getting ahead of yourself there. The Eagles won a Super Bowl game. in this millennia. I don't know if you know. In a great high school. Oh, we'll talk about the Eagles. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Eagles. You the appraiser. Uh the appraiser strikes. <laughs> fucking checking out houses and shit. Anyways, Minnesota uh, at Buffalo. This is in Buffalo. In Buffalo, uh, my favorite part about this game was uh, Josh Allen was hour to hour. I've never heard that one yeah. before. Uh, oh yeah, normally it's day to day. It was hour to hour. <laughs> we went from day to day to hour to hour on Friday. I was, I was, I was beside. Her. I was confused. I was baffled. Um. But Josh Allen ended up playing in this game. Brennan, um, how did you digest this game? How did how did this go down for you? It was insanity. So the Vikings end up winning 33-30. But it was 27-10 Buffalo at one point. And I remember being like, oh, man. Like, you know me. I love parody. I love a little bit of an upset. And I was like, damn it. This the, is exactly the, what. Eight and seven and one at the time. No, but I mean, no, but I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I didn't trust the Vikings. That's for damn sure. Mm. I mean, they were seven and one, and that one loss was in the primetime game where everyone says Kirk can't play under the lights. And I was like, you against know. the Eagles. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, oh, man, this is going to be, this is going to be a blowout. And then in the fourth quarter, it was not. So I'm going to be completely transparent. I was watching this game, and then I had to go, I watched most of the game at home, and then I had to go into work. And I've talked about how seriously I take my job. And I only say that to say I ignored tables for the <laughs> entire fourth quarter because it ramped up so much. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be I'll be right there. Um, this fourth quarter was insane. Dalvin Cook with a huge run. Uh, Justin Jefferson. I what are you going to say? There were so many times where I was like, he didn't. There's no 
There's no, there's no way. <laughs> it reminded me of when Kawhi was on Toronto and made that shot against mm. the Nets for you know however many years ago that was to lead them to win the finals. And I remember sitting on the Philly. couch back. Was it Philly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was Embiid, and Embiid was crying after. I remember sitting on my couch in Florida. And my girlfriend uh, was making like dinner or something or food. Toaster strudels. And I remember screaming. And she's like, what happened? What happened? And I just kept running up and down. And you better believe I kept screaming. This is why we play the game. This is why we play. And that's exactly how I felt. I couldn't run up and down screaming because I was at work. But that's exactly how I felt with the Justin Jefferson one-handed catch. Then later on when he goes to make the catch like right near the goal line. This game was insane. Uh Big questions on Josh Allen. He's only had, I heard this stat, he had only had in the last 67 games, um, he had only had two turnovers in the red zone. And now in the last three, three games, games, he's had four. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I this, this more was proving that the Vikings are for real than it was that Buffalo you think is so? an aberration. That's what I think. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Um, Go ahead. What do you? What do you? You obviously disagree. So, so I'll tell you what happened with this game for me. I was actually hanging out at the cemetery, checking out our old producer El Greg, saying what's up to him. <laughs> um, had a few beers, watched some of the first half of a couple games, then I had to go leave to pick up my lady. Driving now, when I left this game, it was like as you said, it was like wait, uh, he's in Atlanta too. Uh, he he was in Atlanta for the weekend. Oh, okay. Um, so it was like uh, what was this twenty seven to seventeen or whatever? It was twenty seven ten. Then it was twenty seven seventeen after Dalvin <laughs> Cook ran that. Yeah. So I saw the Dalvin Cook run, and I left. I left at the start of the fourth quarter. Effectively, left driving. And no, you. Missed I, I had seen Diggs make like an insane catch, jump up one hand, boom. I was like, man, that was a great fucking catch. So I'm driving, and then I get a, I see a message coming from one of my group chats, and it's like Justin Jefferson catch of the year, and I'm like, dang, like already he already got usurped within this game. That's wild. Okay, they're down by like three scores anyway. Whatever, driving, 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 and then like Texas, I <laughs> like, I like, I was like, literally, this was the decision I made. I was like, I could put red zone on my phone as i drive and listen to it as i'm driving but these games were kind of like not hitting so i'm gonna just like listen to some music and then like everything keeps coming like as i'm getting closer to my destination just text after text keeps coming in this game is insane what the heck how could this happen and i'm like what the fuck is going on so i finally get to my destination and now i'm like all right let me throw red zone on Literally, as I'm turning on red zone, Scott Hanson. Oh, this game is out of control, folks. We're going into overtime. I'm like, the fuck happened? <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I left this game and it looked like a dusted. Like, I was yeah. getting ready to tweet my nemesis now, Izzy Gutierrez, and be like, yeah, Kirk Cousin, huh? One o'clock, Kirk Cousin. You really had a lot of faith in this guy. And now it's a tie game. And I'm like, who? Good thing I didn't send that tweet out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So then it starts recapping everything that led to this point. And I'm like, 
Oh no. <laughs> in the uh, words of Atticus Cowan, oh yeah. no. I was like, holy bleep, uh Justin Jefferson is a alien of sorts. Um I saw one uh somebody made a good point. I forgot where it was, but um they said if the defender doesn't go for the interception there, that catch is not possible. Yeah, because say, the defender because the defender it. Yeah, I was to say the defender neutralizes the momentum on the ball. Actual momentum physics uh, neutralizes the momentum on the ball, giving Justin Jefferson the opportunity to rip it out of his claws, basically. Um, but yeah, so we'll get to the Josh Allen turnover situation in a second. But I don't, even with this game, I don't think Minnesota is for real. Really? So okay. I don't think they're. I don't think they're. You can't. I mean, look until until. Now, now I do think I do think they're a good team. I do think you can't argue their record. When I say I don't think they're for real, is you're not gonna ride all the way to the Super Bowl on one score victories forever. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. They, <laughs> like they're playing this, on the edge of every we've seen game. This a bunch, and I've talked about this a bunch. Like the Jags, almost all of their losses, except now against Kansas City, have been by one score. And then you're like, well, that's crazy because they've got like eight losses. And like, it's like, yeah, they've all been by one score. And on the flip side, the Giants, the Vikings, a lot of these teams, all of their wins are like five out of their like eight wins or five out of their seven wins or whatever have been in one score game. So I completely like, agree with you. That's a coin flip margin. So it's kind of like chance at that point. But also there's no skill to winning one score games. It's just circumstances have to break your way. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too, I wanted to mention was this is not they did not go out in the offseason and like acquire like some crazy talent or anything. This yeah. is the same team Zimmer Zimmer coach Zimmerman had yet last year. Yeah, effectively, I mean, they brought in the new coach and it's a new offensive system, but it's not like they're the new offensive you know system I mean? like, just not, looks like yeah. the, the new adjustment is just, hey, every time we can, let's throw it to Justin Jefferson. <laughs> like, that's, that's the only adjustment I've seen. And then Dalvin <laughs> Cook rips off at least one a game where it's like 50-plus yards, and you're like, okay. Like, but it's still the same team. But the only thing is, is like, I thought for sure that there's no way they're going to beat these really good teams. Mm-hmm. And I would consider Buffalo one of those really good teams. So now yeah. that they beat them, this reminds me a lot of Cincinnati last year where – it was like, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. And then they're in the Super Bowl, and I'm looking around like, ah, I still don't trust them. I was going to say, I have the opposite. Uh, I literally said to somebody yesterday, not the opposite opinion of that, because that's a good comparison, and that could be a possibility of what happens. But I said they remind me too much of the Cardinals from last year. Yeah. I was call. like, a hot start. They look like they keep winning these games and it's like, mm, don't know if they should have won that one. Don't know if they should have won that one. And then once they get punched in the mouth, it's like, ah, here's the team. I've, I've felt like I've been watching this entire time, except yeah. they've been getting away with victories. Like every time they win or the Giants win, and the Giants played the, the, the Texans last week, so that doesn't even count. But I turn into the, the freaking um, – the Aaron Paul meme from Breaking Bad. Like, how do they keep getting away with this? Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is that I'm because selfishly as a, a Jacksonville fan, I'm kind of hoping I'm like, well, one of these years, these one score games have got to go our way. They got to break the like, other way. Because yeah. it has this year for the Giants. And like you talked about last year for the Cardinals and then the Vikings this year, the Saints are in a lot of these games. 
Uh, Atlanta I'm two so years ago, it Saints was. A, but Atlanta two years ago, it was a yeah. lot of these one score laws. So it's like eventually the tide's going to turn and it's going to be like, all right. And I just think that's all that happened was. And I've talked about it uh, countless times before on walk offs and with you is, you know, the difference in talent in the NFL is is tenths of a second. Like yeah. it's not like none of these teams are bad. So for the Vikings to go on a roll, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's the Vikings. They're going to do Viking things. And it's like Dalvin Cook is one of the best running back. Like I've seen that run. Recruit. I've like, seen you know, that run in person. I was at the, uh, I can't Florida remember State the Miami game. Florida state Miami game. Yeah. He was hurt all dang game. He was in and out of the lineup. We just scored Brad Kyle in the red zone. Miami's up in dope Campbell. And then Dalvin cook, who was just left the field. I swore on Hold a cart beer. I swore he left on a cart. The previous possession came came back and rips off like a 75 yard run to end the game. Effectively. Yeah. Right. I then remember that. <laughs> like, but that's what I'm I've saying. Seen is like, that run. And like Justin Jefferson and like people, not Kirk cousins, but I, I mentioned this last couple week, of those. I, he threw with his eyes closed. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But again, like it's one of those, it's so weird. Cause people are like, Oh, Kirk cousins media. Like, cause he doesn't suck. We can both agree. He doesn't suck. He's doesn't mediocre. Suck. He's mediocre. I would say he's, he's never literally, say sucked. yeah, he's mediocre. literally the baseline of mediocrity. He's the Mendoza like, line. And it's still like, yeah, but he's still one of the best, probably fifty quarterbacks on the planet. Oh, right for now. sure, yeah. So it's that's so weird the crazy it's thing. Like, yeah, but I don't know. I think I mean this was fun. It's too bad we won't see it again unless it's in the Super Bowl because I definitely don't want to waste a Super Bowl on this. But this was definitely Dude, an intense I don't game. Waste a Super Bowl on this. What's going on, Josh Allen? Do you pull him? Uh, Get him ready for the playoffs, or no? You can't pull him because you got to still win some games no, I right just now because because of the injury is what I'm talking about. I felt like if you were going to pull him, it would have been this game. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Them too. playing him this game shows like, okay, obviously he's some level of. I mean, so this is the interesting thing, and this is something Dominic Foxworth said all yesterday, and everything that he was on was, um, the, at no point I felt the elbow was the issue yesterday. Yeah, me neither. Like looking at it, like there wasn't a throw that I was like, mm, if he just had a little more mustard on that from the. No, he just. He played a really good game for most of the game and then had a few bad decisions. Um, I did want to say um, if they do decide to pull him, Case Keenum is a playoff experienced quarterback. He's yeah, not, he lost he's to the Eagles slouch. on the way to their Super Bowl run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, keep, yeah. Keep it up with the Eagles. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. No, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> lost my fantasy week this week. All I needed was 28 points and fucking A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard couldn't I know, come right? Jesus Christ. A.J. Brown scored 1.4 we'll, points. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But, right, um, so, uh, yeah, no, no, I just think, so my issue with uh, Josh Allen and my issue with the Bills that, at a, as a whole um, is and by the way called this shit weeks ago when they beat Kansas City and everybody said oh they're the best team in the world and I was like we said this last year everybody yeah. like pump the brakes <laughs> um, is he is Superman he is Superman so he's going to do everything that he thinks he can do if even if he cannot do it on in that overtime he looked like a juggernaut. He was running over folks. He looked unstoppable. I was like, he is single-handedly going to win this game, and everybody has to fucking eat it. Like, we thought he was hurt. He's running through dudes. Wow, this is insane. And he bit off more than he could chew and tried to thread the tightest of needles 
unnecessarily and threw he a pick. I know it was unnecessary, but that throw to Gabe Davis in the end zone, he had the window. He just threw it a little, it too, was the little bit to the right. It was the tightest of windows. I know, but like I, he had I watched to be it, and I was like, precise. oh, he could have threaded that, but it was a little to the right, and he picked it off. Motherfucker. Yeah. Also, I do want to mention, um, I don't know if we really even talked about it. So it was fourth and one, and then um, in the fourth quarter, and the, uh, the Vikings are on the one-yard line, mm. and... They uh, go for a QB sneak, and it looks like Kirk Cousins been skipping leg day because they he did not. He Only working on close. those abs, apparently. Well, and then because this was the biggest moment of the game, and I we didn't even really talk about it. But yeah, then Buffalo the gets the, on the ball one. back. Yeah, mm-hmm. Buffalo gets the ball back within their own end zone on they're on like the half yard line. They have to come out. So Josh Allen is like, "Oh, I'll just run a QB sneak." Muffs the snap. And then the Vikings recover. That's the whole reason this goes in. Because yeah. I remember when they missed that fourth and one, I was like, oh, game over. That's it. And then, again, this is well, why we play the game. I didn't see this part. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> you but, no, I, I've insane. seen it in replay now. But the sad thing is, like, if they would have just had a safety, they avoid all this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The fact that they just couldn't or recover the ball. they don't fumble the snap. Yeah. Or that, too. That, too. But right. I mean, even fumbling the snap, just getting a safety, like a safety is sometimes the better thing. <laughs> yeah. Than a like, touchdown by the other team. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I mean, a safety saved the game for the Dolphins when they played the Bills. The uh yeah. the the punt in the butt, the butt punt. Like, so but yeah, no, it was a it was a fun game. It was a fun game, and it's uh, causing fun discussions. And I have to hear about how Minnesota Vikings are apparently on par with the Eagles, and that does not feel. Correct. Oh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But this game, first, this we'll game would have been the game of the week if it wasn't for Buffalo, Minnesota. That is true. Um, Dallas Green Bay, Brennan. Uh, Give it to me. What you got? Um, so is McCarthy an idiot? <laughs> so was McCarthy looking out for his former player because McCarthy Aaron goes was softening them up this week, saying, "You know what? Being on the other side, he wasn't such a bad guy. He just liked getting massages. That was it, and not like, not like, not um, like it, uh, Mr. Krabs massages. Just like yeah. a nice sports massage." So um, wouldn't have a game plan. So I come up with the game plan. Dallas goes into Green Bay. Da- uh, Green Bay has lost five straight. Dallas looks like a a really good team in the NFC this year, uh, according to everybody. A threat, and, yeah, an a actual threat, threat. a worthy a adversary. Yeah. And uh, Green Bay goes down by fourteen in the fourth quarter, and you think, "Oh man, again, this game's over." But then Aaron Rodgers, and I said this last week. This is a said, tough one for me to watch, by the way. I said, Aaron was talking all this shit. How about you just fucking play better? You're not playing great. And apparently Aaron listened to the show and going into the fourth quarter, he was like, you know what? Brennan is right. I need to fucking step up and play better and stop talking shit. And he did. Down by 14. Turn around. Come back. Boom. Win it. Game over. Couldn't believe it. And it was weird, too, because it was only like seven minutes left when they were down by 14 mm. and Aaron just started throwing it all over the yard. Uh, the rookie receiver, the guy who had a ton of drops in the first half of the season, apparently Watson. is Christian Watson. Christian Watson is apparently from Appalachian or excuse me, from North Dakota state is now playing like a man possessed. He looks like a freak on the field. 
he's so tall and lanky, and then he gets that speed. And you don't think anything of it when he's dropping passes because you're like, oh, this like it doesn't matter. But then when he starts actually catching balls, you're like, oh, this guy's like a serious threat. So uh, Dallas has its issues. I have a problem with them not running with Dak as much. I think that's right sitting right there, and they just refuse to do it, obviously, because of his former injuries and stuff. So I I think that's probably one of the biggest issues. That and their secondary. Their defense is so good, but that secondary just has huge lapses in coverage mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, And we've talked about that before because uh, Tay is very much uh, feast or famine with the interceptions. Um, yeah, the interceptions have uh, dried up because, I mean, turnover isn't something you can account for year over year. Um, he's played better. This was the first game where, like, somebody really got off on them. Um, like I don't even think in the Eagles game somebody like really went off on the secondary. It was more like a ground. It was a balance attack. But uh, yeah. So the the crazy thing is like, so I wrote on the the rundown. Does Dallas have a flaw? And I think it's more so their run defense because holy shit, two hundred and seven on the ground from Green Bay. They finally figured out. Hey. We really our receivers can only do so much, and we have like two really good running backs, which they've had for like five years now. Like even when Jamal Williams was there, it's like they have a good two headed attack. Yeah, and and that will open Christian Watson up later in the game because they have been so consistent and stuck with the run that they can get a lot of that play action off later in the game. Um, but I, this was now I said earlier this was a tough game for me to watch because. At one, I I had conflicting rooting interests because <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers has been so pious and pompous this season so far. When the Cowboys got up on him, I'm like, all right, yeah, Cowboys, good job. Like, put him in his place. And then <laughs> when Green Bay starts, ties it up at the half, it's like, all right, yeah, put Dallas in their place. That's what I'm talking about. Give Dallas a loss so that the Eagles can have, you know, some breathing room. Like, Jesus, we got two teams in our division nipping at our heels. Give us some breathing room. Thank you, Green Bay. Then Dallas goes back up by two, and I'm like, you know what? Aaron Rodgers deserves a kick in the butt. <laughs> I'd like to see the ship crash and burn. And then they tie it up at the half, and I'm like, let's do this. Let's <laughs> let's get ESPN off this cowboy narrative. And I was just back and forth the entire game. Um so, yeah, but it worked out in my favor. Uh, the Eagles got some breathing room in the division, uh, and they needed it. We'll talk about that later. We're going uh, <laughs> to talk about that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, now, do you think Green Bay could save their season from here? They avoided a six-game slide in losing their seventh game, um, still under five hundred, but – and the top of the division is obviously out of reach. The wild card is probably the best is the best they can do at this. The point. only thing they can do. Yeah. So no, I don't think Green Bay saves their season. You don't think they make the postseason? No, they'd have to go almost undefeated. Maybe maybe one more loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I don't got think they're going to rip off like nine straight or eight straight or whatever it is. And this is the uh, the problem with uh, the division wins. Winning the division is you get a first. First, uh, what the hell am I trying to say? Number one schedule. Yeah. Uh, actually, they faced all the number ones. I think they're going. What do they have coming up? Do you have it right there? The last team, the last number one, they're going to face is the Titans this upcoming week. Uh, 
damn, they play them on Thursday. Shit. That's not a team I want to play on a Thursday. Yeah. Quick turnover. <laughs> quick turnover. Derrick Henry can run through your face. A tired defense. Uh, then they got the Eagles on a Sunday nighter. Um, That'll be a win. Then they got Chicago. Then they got a bye. Then they got the Rams, who suck now. Uh, then they got the Dolphins, who are, I believe I had that. Um, then they got the hot Minnesota Vikings. And then the Detroit Lions, who shellacked them last week. Yeah, they're not winning all those games. Yeah, they're not I winning mean, all those. <laughs> Vikings, Titans, Eagles, they're going to lose at least one, if not two of those games. So yeah. that's it. That's That would be their postseason hopes, and that's going to be dashed with that. Yeah. There's too many dash in the next two weeks. <laughs> I, and I don't even mean to say there's too many good teams in the NFC. There's just too many teams with a better record than them at this moment. Yeah. Like Dallas, Dallas, Philly, and the Giants all over like the Giants. The I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every team in the NFC East after last night, we'll get to that. Um, it's 500 now. God, so, insane. It's wicked. All right. Yeah, Green Bay season is over. I'm, you know, they'll get a nice high draft pick and take one of these quarterbacks, and then they'll get a high draft pick and get another cornerback. <laughs> another corner, yeah, another God, corner. Jair, man, that dude just talks. Gosh, man, he was giving up a lot. Yeah, and he's he made a good, shit. he made a bunch of good plays. That's the problem with being a corner. Like we only notice when like you're doing yep. bad. Like he made a bunch of good. It's like plays. what we were talking about before. People only leave reviews when it's negative. Yeah, yeah. All right, Brennan. This also this? would have been the game of the week. Game of if the week. not for uh, the first two games. Why is this? This is not the biggest game to you? No. This wasn't the... What? This I mean, game was so intense, David Carr could not string together a sentence. We're talking... And Vegas he revealed the dirty, dirty secret that everybody is on drugs. Everybody is on something. It was... So apparent. Did you see his post game presser? I didn't watch it. I heard all about it. Oh but I did my not watch gosh! It. it was like I love Derek Carr for this kind of shit, though. Derek Carr, like if you put a hoodie on him, like he looks like he should be like in a movie where he's playing like the evil Sith Lord. Just like his appearance, like the way his face. I love is he said in a movie. No, there's only one movie <laughs> where there's evil Sith Lords. I was just gonna say like a villain, but then I was like, well, actually, if like you put a the hood on yeah. him, he has like eye black just built into his life. I guess. Um, I do you think that's a tattoo makeup, or do I, you think I don't just... know what it is? But um, eyeliner, I said eye black. Yeah, forgive me. I knew what you meant though. But yeah, so and like the room he's given the press conference is it's dimly lit. He feels like. A villain giving like their origin story, yeah. and it's like sad, and like you're now sympathizing with the villain. Not saying he is a villain in any way, but it's just like the mood of the interview yeah. is just so. It's odd. very Revenge of the Sith, where Anakin's on the bank screaming, "I hate you! I hate you! I hate you!" It was just so odd, but yeah. Did you, so? Do you know the context of this? Though? The contents of the yeah. So they lose, and he got really upset. And then he was talking about how some people like don't even show up to practice. How people aren't taking it seriously, and it just sucks to lose. Oh no, no, no! That's not the part. <laughs> that's what part he are you say? He said. Uh, he said it just it just pisses me off that guy. What guys are putting in their bodies just to go through practice, oh, okay. just to sleep at night. 
for some guys not to care pisses me off. He was like, guys can't sleep at night. Guys can't get through practice without some of the stuff they're taking. I'm like, yo, man. Like, Chill. <laughs> Chill. Like, you say the quiet part out loud, my guy. Well, we know he's not talking about, like, the one person I'd be concerned with with that is Darren, but he's not playing, so. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not playing. practicing. Um, quick. And they got rid of Jonathan Abrams. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, first good. round pick. There are a couple first round only picks a few that got years let ago. go. There was a couple that got. But like John, a, I mean, the Cecil one made sense because he wasn't very good. But the Abrams one, I was like, when he was on the field, he was like wreaking havoc. He just could never stay on the field. Yeah, because on the field, he, he played too fast and loose. But um, no, there was you, a Tillery, Tillery from uh, San Diego, also got let go. Former number oh one. God, yeah. I don't want to put anything out there, but this is something that popped in my head as a recovering addict and alcoholic. Do you think Darren fell off the wagon? And they're just saying it's a hamstring no. because he's, they're trying to get his shit together. No. I okay. I think that would come out. I mean, in Vegas, there's just. I, I mean, think the Ryan Hamilton thing didn't come out for a while. Josh Hamilton. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Well, baseball is like there's just. No, I know. And I don't so I don't much. mean to disparage him. It's just weird that he had this. He has it's Again, all the James, sounds of New York. J- oh, should I turn the? No, nah, you're, sound good. you're good. Um, we're getting this weird James Harden style. Oh no, it is. I see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> this James Harden style hamstring injury, which is, and I like again. I'm not trying to disparage it, but I'm Hamlings like, this is difficult. I mean, I know, I, but it's I, like I weird because he was supposed because... to be back for week two, and then he was supposed to be back for week four. And... Keaton Allen's hurt every week because of a hammy, so I can't. Okay. Even... Yeah, like I just didn't know. And then with Derek Carr's press conference, I was like, "Is there something more?" It kind of like all culminated with me being like, mm. "Is there something going on that like they're not telling us?" I was say, "Look, if it is revealed that something is going on, then you're an evil genius, and we'll post this clip and be like, yo, Brennan saw this as a recovering addict.' Uh, I saw this from a mile away." <laughs> But until until I hope not, let me be very clear. I I very much hope not. But it just all these pieces. It's like my brother always says. The problem with being so smart sometimes is you kind of always know how the movie's going to end sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) I was so this game had nothing for like the Jeff Saturday angle coming off of literally coming off of ESPN to coach um, literally had sent a tweet like two weeks late, two weeks ago saying the, the Raiders are a terrible team. Nothing. None of it did anything for you. Josh McCown, um, the element the Jeff Saturday of, thing I was pretty stoked about, uh, him getting his first win in that press conference where it's like, I f- basically like, fuck off, I know what I'm fucking doing. Uh, uh, that got me a little hyped. And then again, the Derek Carr thing. I I love Derek Carr. I, I think, think Josh McCown. I mean, Josh McDaniels. The Josh McDaniels angles. Oh, of, yeah. He was supposed to coach the, he was supposed to coach the Colts, but no, then left the spurred the Colts. Josh McDaniels is an afterthought. He is a child amongst men that's what i'm saying like well that's what i'm saying like i can't get fired up because it's like yeah he's garbage like i don't but he still has a coaching job we just saw somebody come literally come the raiders next year are going to be paying three different coaches to coach that team for next year third they're going to fire Josh McDaniels and hire somebody. I know who's the third. Oh, yeah. Okay. John <laughs> Gruden say, had a 10-year contract. Say, they're paying John Gruden for the next seven years. No, no, no. no. I, I thought I was, I was going to say, I knew they're paying him. I was going to say, uh, are they still paying Jack Del Rio for firing him this yeah, season? No. I was like, that's It'll be happening. John Gruden, Josh McDaniels, and then whoever they bring in next year to coach the team. Um, Charles Woodson is who they're going to bring in. You think right so? Off of, right off the ESPN set. I don't think... 
I, I understand <laughs> the joke. I, um, I've maintained this for a long time. I don't think, and I could be wrong because I'm just kind of throwing this out of there. I don't think great ex-players make for good coaches, like like other level Hall of Fame kind of players. Yeah. Because they possess a talent that you can't coach. Yeah, it's the Magic Johnson like, effect. Yeah, like why can't you just do it? Just do it yeah. the way I did it. Just do it. <laughs> So but how do you Jeff not Saturday, see that? <laughs> yeah, with Jeff Saturday, it's perfect because he ended up being a very good NFL player, but I wouldn't put him on like an all elite team. Like he just worked his fucking ass off. And I think that's exactly what you need to be a coach. Well, also, I don't think you need to be a coach to be a head coach. No, this is I something. Yeah. This is something that Dominique and Mina Kimes have said for a while. And I think it's actually the smartest thing. So you get when you get these boy genius coaches, these savant, defensive savant or offensive savant to become the head coach, what you're telling them in effect is, hey, you coached your position, like your side of the field so well, we don't want you to do that anymore. Run the entire team. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't totally do the different. thing, it's don't totally do different the thing, thing that you're good at. Like, now you have to talk to the defense, talk to yeah, the Yeah, it's landscape team. versus day-to-day. It's, like, yeah. very different. So it's like get out of the weeds, get out of the minutia, and like go go have a conversation with everybody. And it's like better for uh, Dominique advocates like special team coaches are probably the best because they deal with everybody all the time. Or bringing and for an interim situation, it's better actually to not bring up your offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, because you're taking them out of the element of what they're doing. It'll be better to like advance up, say, a position coach or. So is um, Jim Ursay a genius for this? Something. I don't think Jim Nurse is a bringing someone completely outside the box so everyone can focus on their. No, but I feel like the fix was in for Frank Wright. He wanted Frank out of there because weeks, a couple weeks ago, we heard Matt Ryan was done for the season. He's out of there, and when that happened, I said, "Brennan, isn't it really weird that they're not gonna play Big Dick Nick and they're gonna play Sam Ellinger for some reason? Like, aren't they trying to win games? Like, fuck evaluating the talent of this kid." There's still games to be won here. And you said, well, they're trying to assess the kid and what he has, blah, 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 blah. Oh, they assessed him. And and Frank Wright gets fired, and then Matt Ryan apparently can play again. Just absolutely okay. Let me make this very clear, and you know this as well. Frank Wright could have played Matt Ryan. I think the call came on from on high. It doesn't matter, though. In game, what's what's Jameser going to do? Stop the game? Fire him sooner. You can't fire him during the game. I mean, I don't think that's even possible. I don't so. know. I was like, with the Colts, we saw Vontae Davis retire mid-game. So yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, but. this I I mean, I it's so fascinating. Like half the players were pissed that Jeff Saturday came in and then they ended up getting a big win in like a big way. Like this game was back and forth. It was a very good game, but I'm just like so over the Raiders, and I'm so over the Colts. I'm so over the, both of these teams, honestly. Especially the Colts situation. As a as a Jags fan, it kind of pisses me off because it's like, oh, you guys want to dismantle the team and do all this shit at, the week after you guys <laughs> came back and beat us. Uh, because we won't yeah. play them again. I don't know if you know this, but we destroyed them. Yeah, you guys play them twice. It's ridiculous. Um, it's any given Saturday, man. Any given Saturday. <laughs> any given Saturday. One more round. 
All right, Brandon. Detroit played uh, Chicago. Chicago is a weird team. They have lost. I think they're one of like, the only teams in a weird amount of time. One of those stats where they've scored over 29 in their last three games and lost all their last three games. Um, they're an interesting, fun team to watch. Uh, I think it behooves them to continue losing, though, because they still need a bunch of pieces. Justin Fields has proven that he is a uh, NFL talent. Um, won't say NFL. We'll see quarterback as of yet uh okay good i like that i like the way you phrase that i was about to say i mean like just his accuracy isn't there yet but i don't know if that's his accuracy is not there or he doesn't have enough time to find you know what they guys. say about those quarterbacks <laughs> brennan uh ohio, the ohio state quarterbacks yes yes uh of course uh even though the last like nailed four it. of them have been Fucking all nailed four it. last four have been all like black guys though. just want to throw that out oh well come uh, on now <laughs> but uh yeah, so just want to see him with more talent there, uh, especially on the offensive line. To That's see Troy Smith, if, man, remember that? My goodness, did I tell you about that? Uh, did I tell you about that championship they won that year? Or did they win that one? No, they lost yeah. that one. No, they, they won, won that one. Yeah, the Maurice Troy Claret, Troy Smith. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm talking about the next one when they played. No, oh no, Troy, they, Troy Smith wasn't there for that. Troy Smith was on the team with AJ Hawk. Uh, Bobby Carpenter. He was on the 06 team. Yeah, with that stellar defense. With yeah, those three Morris linebackers that all way gone. Person. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I'm yeah. Sorry. So, who was the running back? I don't remember, but I think he did make it to the league. But the Gators won that one. So, yeah, the Gators <laughs> won that one because I went to that game when they had, uh, they had Ted Ginn, they had uh, uh, Santonio Holmes. Yeah. Okay. So, so <laughs> I, uh, God, how can I not remember? That happened when I was in middle school. Antonio Pittman. Okay. I had just moved to Palm Coast. I ne- I never really enca- encountered a Gator fan prior to, and oh, I God. I was now surrounded by Gator fans, and they were loud and obnoxious. And I didn't hate Gator fans because at, by the time I was growing up, Miami and Florida's rivalry had waned because they were scared to stop playing us. So I didn't have any vitriol for them. Uh, that game started with a kick return by Ted Ginn, I believe. And yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I had school the next day, obviously, because championship games are on Monday for college. It's weird. Um, I was like, all right, I've seen enough. This is going to be a blowout. And mind you, I hate Ohio State. 49-14 like, that final To score. my core, I hate Ohio State. 49-14. I turned the game off after the kick return. I go to school the next day, oblivious. And then people are just like celebrating on my and i'm like wait what what happened and they're like florida one and i'm like oh that's great like i hate ohio state and they just kept rubbing it in my face and that was the day i learned to hate the florida gators all this to say uh detroit another win uh chicago they need to keep losing to get their things their yeah, affairs about justin order. fields that's how we got on that yeah one more round all right, Seattle at Tampa Bay. I'm going to keep this short. Tampa Bay never uh, seceded, seceded? Uh, never ceded the lead. Tampa Bay led this whole game. Uh, Geno Smith conceded the lead. Uh, Geno Smith looked okay. Uh, Seattle looked very formidable, though. Um, or, excuse me, looked very not formidable. Uh, Tom Brady figured it out. We talked about this last week when he had that spring in his step when he went up for that press conference. He's ready to roll. They're on point again. They're ready to rock. They figured it out. Tampa Bay wins. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll let that be the last one. One more round. 
because we got to get to it. We got to get to it. So what the fuck, Joe? Your team so, fucked me, man. They fucked me hard. Brennan, it's hard to beat two teams when you're only one team. Uh, we were playing against two sets of people. Obviously, we were playing against the Commanders, and I commend them on you know doing what they had to do in order to get the win. Um, and we were playing against the officiating crew. The officiating crew was looking out for the commanders. Um, uh, as I Uh-oh. sent my brother a message. Someone who, turn the cameras on. Hot take. Here we go. Uh, as I sent my brother a message, who was a Cowboys fan, apparently the fix was in from the league on high. They sent the call and said, hey, we have to keep the Cowboys relevant topic for ESPN to keep going and bloviating about this. Uh, so we need the Eagles to lose because, Brennan, how else do you explain a referee standing Right in front, in direct line. I could send you the image. Standing in direct line of Dallas Goddard getting his eye ripped out of the socket on the play that resulted in the fumble late in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter. And no face mask is called there. I don't know how you explain this. Uh, now, it's disgusting. And it pisses me off because I had Dallas Goddard and A.J. Brown. You're you talking to a guy who had Dallas Goddard in three leagues, goddamn. Um. Now, now, Quez Watkins gets hit deep. He fumbles the ball. Honestly, that's that's the one that cost us the most because the game was still in our control at that point, and we could have won the game if he doesn't fumble the ball. Um, kind of a freak play. He bounces up, and the head is up played by uh, Saint Juice, I believe, who knocks the ball out. But then we could have another opportunity, Brennan. But again, the referees rear their ugly heads. Now, I've referenced this. I've referenced this play like four times now on on Twitter since last night. And uh, let, let's take it back a couple years. Let's take it back to when Peyton Manning was old and bad. He was in a playoff game against the uh, St. Louis, the St. Louis, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The St. Louis Steelers. I was like, what the heck just happened against the Pittsburgh Steelers? And he's in the pocket. A Steeler defender is coming around the side. And you know what Peyton Manning did, Brennan? What did Peyton Manning do? He gave himself up. He dove forward so the guy could not sack him. Effectively, I would assume he gave himself up. You know who also assumed that? The Pittsburgh defenders. Some of them kind of stopped on the play. They stopped defending downfield. You know what Peyton Manning did? Just kept running. He jumped up. From that position, laying on the ground, and threw a pass, and then you see the corner and the safety pursue the guy and push him out of bounds, and then they look back like, "The fuck just we just saw him dive and give himself up." The explanation to Mike Tomlin and the defense was, "Well, the whistle wasn't blown." All the way, fast forward to last night, Tyler Heineke inexplicably with the game on the line. <laughs> Gave himself up on a third down play. But a whistle wasn't blown. Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham get to him. And Brandon Graham is one step from him. And then finally the whistle is blown. But like I said, he's one step from him. So his momentum carries him into giving him a nice little touch. And the appraiser, to his credit, gives it a nice little flourish on the back end. A little flop action. Get a little flop action. 
and they call the most egregious pa- uh, roughing the passer. It took them 40 million years to blow that whistle. They had it out for you, man. He was on the ground before Hassan Reddick got to him, and they, but Hassan Reddick touched was touching him before the whistle came. So, you know, again, I'm all, I'm gonna I'm gonna point to we should have been better defensively. Quez Watkins, you can't fumble. You can't, that play was like so perfect. Uh, it was kind of reminiscent to in the in the Seattle game. Scotty Miller jumped for no reason and almost fumbled the ball and almost dropped that pass. Quez oh, yeah. Watkins kind of dove where I think he could have ran under it. I mean, but that's me saying that from outside point of view. Uh, he made a hell of a catch, bounced up. I wish now I wish he would have got fucking touched uh, by the commander. But yeah, he didn't get touched, bounced up from the ball, and that led to that situation where the refs could screw us. But uh no, it was it it was a it was a they 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 screwed us raw. You can say that. You can clean it up there. Um yeah. It, it, but Brennan, you know what? I actually I actually wanted to talk to you about this because I don't know how it is to lose. So like how do you deal with this? All right, moving on. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how one deals with like like what do I do for the rest of the week? Waiting for next week. Like I one more round. Well, Joe, speaking of losing, <clears throat> my Jacksonville Jaguars lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. I'm gonna be honest with you, the only thing I really wanted to touch on uh offense looks stagnant again which was weird because the last couple of weeks we kind of got it rolling but trevor lawrence keeps having these stat lines where you're like oh they played really well and then you look it's like oh no they lost 17 27 um we kicked an onside kick to open this game up and recovered it and then the very next series where kansas city had the ball they fumbled in the red zone so i thought for sure this is going to be buffalo bills last year here we go this game's over like you, you can feel it in the air and it wasn't. Kansas City turned it on. Uh, I will say that I have uh, Tony in my fantasy league, and I took him, and everyone's like, that's Tony stupid. That's stupid. No. Uh, <laughs> Kadarius Tony. And everyone said that was dumb, and he never played once, hardly for the Giants, and everyone told me to drop him. And now he's getting 20-something plus points with Kansas City. So the, sincere, the sincerity that. of that no <laughs> oh. um love my jags but you know this was a scheduled loss as we say in prem um so so in this game i actually have some uh inside information here uh, on on a, on a burning question from myself and i'd assume some of our listeners now uh in this game i saw patrick mahomes scamper for a couple of first downs like he does week in, week out. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz, I don't know if you know, former uh, Chief Lyman, four-time All-Pro, Super Bowl winner with the Chiefs, uh, had to eventually retire due to a back injury. Uh, he's a he's an avid Twitterer, the avid Twitterer. And uh, uh, it was before Monday night's game, and I, you see these tweets, and usually you see them like, a day later, but I saw it literally a minute after he tweeted it. And he said, Hey, a couple minutes before Monday night, got some time, fire off questions. 
So I asked him a question that had been burning deep inside me, especially if you watched last week's game where I forgot who the Chiefs played, but Patrick Holmes just kept running in mud. And I kept tweeting about it because I was if he like had four runs, it was against the Titans. He had like four runs in a row where I was like, he is not moving fast at all, but avoiding everyone. And it's so annoying. So I said, Mitchell, does everyone on the team also think Patrick Mahomes is the fastest person to run while looking like the slowest? And he responded to me, Brennan. Okay, what did he say? Quote tweeted me. And I told him, I'm going to say this on the podcast. He said, I've always described it as him being one-tenth of a second faster than whoever is chasing him. It's like he's all it's like he always knows the exact speed needed to be just fast enough to accomplish what he's doing in the moment. So we I don't even think we've seen Patrick Mahomes at top speed. You don't think he's ever opened it up? I don't think he's full he's like this is a anime reference. I don't know if you're gonna get it, but he's like Rock Lee in terms yeah. of this off. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Dragon Ball Z also had a moment like this where they're weight they're weighing themselves down. So as like the fight gets more intense, they'll be like, "Oh, okay, sorry, I've been wearing like these thirty pound dumbbells on my ankles. Let me take them off, and now let me show you my true speed." So it's like Patrick Mahomes is per is like just, Super Saiyan. I got it. He, he, yeah, he's waiting to go Super Saiyan one of these days, and he's just like doing just enough to get past you. But if he wanted to, he can top out. So I just needed somebody to clarify. And shout out to Mitchell Schwartz. Uh, Huge for, shout out, Mitchell Schwartz. For finally, finally answer a burning question for me. That's at Mitch Schwartz 71 on Twitter. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, it had been killing me. He, he moves so slow, but yet so fast. It didn't kill you. It kills me. I mean... Patrick <laughs> Patrick is an enigma wrapped in a curiosity for me. All righty. Well, I see him play sometimes, and I'm like, God, this guy, like, he's going to get crushed. He's not even, like, he's big, but he's not that big. And then other times I see him, and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing this? Waddle's like a duck. Speaking of an enigma, uh, the former NBA champions. Moving uh, on to the NBA. Here we go. Yeah, on to the NBA now. The former NBA champions are at the bottom of the play-in situation. They are sitting at 10 spot, 6 and 8. Uh only like what two games out of the 6 or I said the 10th spot, right? Only yeah. two games out of the 6 spots which would clear them from the playing game, but Brennan, they've had quite the slow start. Do you have any solutions for them? I know last week we discussed their 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 desire to play for the future and the present at the same time may be hindering them. So what do you think they could do to what what do you think is the solution to this all? Well I know it's like a big deal. James Wiseman has not been what they thought he was going to be. Uh they've sent him back down to the G League. I think they just need to keep playing. The, all their almost all I think all of them except one of their losses has been on the road. They just got to play out of this slump. It's a long season. I think they're going to be fine. I think they just need to keep playing and playing together. Obviously, with the Draymond punch and everything to start the season, it was kind of rocky. I, To be honest, you know what they say in basketball. The shooters just got to keep shooting. Shoot yourself out of the slump. I think that's what the Warriors have to do. Just keep playing, and eventually they'll come out of it. Wow. Uh, yeah, all their losses but one came on the road. You know who the one at home was? 
The Lakers. The Denver Nuggets. Um, Damn, nobody loses to the Lakers. What the hell, Bird? Uh, but yeah. Um, you know what I think the solution is? Trade Draymond. Uh, yeah, Trade you Clay. You could do that eventually. Uh, you could do that eventually. Uh, but before you get to that, take Clay out of the starting lineup. Whoa, whoa! The Splash Brothers. Okay, one brother could you know together. One brother could be you know at home sometimes. Um, we saw it last night. Uh, I was say this game ended up happening in the meantime when after I wrote this question, but uh, Golden State played the Warriors. Uh, Golden State played the Warriors <laughs> at home. Golden State played the Spurs last night. Now the Spurs obviously are. Uh, a slim picking team at this point, um, but Clay was out. Jordan Poole was inserted into the starting lineup like he was for most of last year. Let's not forget that Clay didn't come back until January, and he didn't get inserted into the starting lineup March. until later when March, Clay, when, March. yeah, when Steph got hurt. So, uh, Jordan Poole. Dropped again. This is against the Spurs, so this is not you know the end all be all. Hey, but he had thirty six. Greg Popovich, man, put some speck on his name. Yeah, I mean, love, love Greg, love Greg. He had thirty six. Need to figure out what happened with that primo situation and how the Spurs handled that. But we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that down the line uh, through litigation. You said in a second. That. I was like, wait, that's. Not I was like, not getting that to need litigation to deal with all that because what a story. A lot unclear there. But, um, yeah, he dropped 36, which is his uh, season high so far. Um, he's been middling. He's had some pretty poor performances. Uh, and he just got that big contract act after getting, you know, smacked up in the mouth. Um, averaging 17, which is less than last year. Uh, I well, think that's because he's not Poole, in the starting lineup, though. Exactly. I think Jordan Poole needs a bigger role on this team to move forward. Uh, now, well, the if- biggest problem is, is that he's not defensively good, but... Clay yeah. off of those two injuries is, is not also not defensively Clay. good. Yeah. yeah, so this comes down to uh and I think if anybody on that team would understand it would be Clay, uh, because he kind of has been the model teammate for the last decade. He just wants to win championships. Um yeah, I mean that's a great idea. I think they should keep it going, but then you run the risk. Like if you go through my idea, which is like keep the starting lineup the way it is, just keep playing, keep playing. But if you don't get it figured out by January, it's like, oh, shit, now we're 10 games back and we've got to, like, re-gel. Like, we've got to re-figure out the chemistry. So maybe they will just insert Jordan Poole up, to, up top. Um, And then, the, I mean, the break glass and the break glass in case of emergency, of emergency. situation is got to package some of these young guys and go get some proven talent. Oh, I was going to go the opposite. I was going to say package some of these older guys and go get some younger talent. No, because these young dudes don't know how to win. At least Clay and Draymond will know how to you know, perform in the big moments. Um, and I don't know what their trade value is going to be along with. I don't know how you make that money work with somebody, with some of the people you're looking for. But you can package some of those young dudes and sell a team on, hey, these guys can be your future. They'd have, but... Because of the cap situation, they'd have to get rid of either Draymond or Clay. Yeah, potentially. That's I'm just saying, just because of the hard cap situation. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, damn. Yeah, they are in a fucking cat bond. They'd have, yeah, they'd have to get rid of one of them. So, yeah. Because the young guys don't have the contracts yet to to make any kind of impact. Yeah, plus they're in the luxury, so they have to get one of those. Like $500 million in the luxury. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll end up being a, uh, in the playoff picture. I mean, it's the top 20 teams on either side. So I think they'll be in the playoff pictures. But uh, I, I think after last year's finals, people were like, oh, they could run it back. And I was like, yeah, did you see how hard it was for them to win this one? Did yeah. you see, like, I mean, when they got to the finals, it was the Steph Curry show. Like, you can't 100%. say anything about him. He He's doing his damnedest. But everybody else around him, it was like, yeah, the other team has the better team. But they just have the best player. So. All right, brother. I don't think I hit all the drops. When we do, do we do I hit all the drops? I don't know. I don't Can't I don't remember. remember. Not gonna do it though. Um I didn't do it for baseball, so I'm not gonna do it. Uh Brett, what's been the most shocking thing for you so far? So I was kind of looking over the standings as of right now, and there's a couple of teams. There's only a few teams in double digit wins at the moment. Um, Boston, Milwaukee, but those aren't shocking. Those are kind of what we've expected. And there are some other teams that are doing poorly, but not like horrible. Like the Bulls are six and eight, the Nets are six and eight, the Lakers, uh, They're probably the worst at three and ten. But we all thought we all saw that coming. The most shocking thing for me has to be has to be the Utah Jazz. Double digit wins. We thought they were going to tank. They've traded away their two best players. And they're fucking. I don't know Got why a they're new third coach. In, yeah, I don't know why they're third in the West behind two nine-win teams. Maybe percentage it's a things. Okay. Percentage yeah. So the Utah Jazz at ten wins, ten and three is insanity. To Undefeated me. at home. That's nuts. <laughs> when do you think um, the tide turns? The, I was gonna say, who's the GM there? Uh, Danny Ainge is the president. Yeah, I don't Danny know Ainge. Okay, when do you? Th- yeah, that's what I meant. Danny Ainge. I couldn't think of Danny Ainge's name. When do you think Danny Ainge goes like, "Hey, stop fucking winning"? I think he's saying that already. Like, I yeah. think after game one, he was like, what "The fuck is going on here?" <laughs> yeah. So he's probably in full panic mode, looking to trade some pieces away. But they've already traded away most of their pieces. Um, what about you? It's got to be the Jazz, right? Uh, yes, the Jazz obviously is one of the bigger ones. Um, another one is, this is going to be weird to say, but Cleveland and the Hawks. Like, I thought those trades were okay. I didn't think those trades would immediately vault those two teams to the front of the line in the East. Uh, the Hawks sitting at three and the Cavs sitting at four. Um, I talked cash shit about Donovan Mitchell, uh, and what playing two small guards may look like if he went to the Knicks. And then when he got to the Cavs, I was like, this is cute and all, but they're still playing effectively two guys under 6'3", under 6'4", and just hoping that the two bigs can, like, outbig everybody. And, and I don't know what, what? their the two bigs three situation everybody. is. And, yeah, the, the two bigs have outbigged everybody. Uh, they're sitting pretty. Um, the Zardos, the Wizards, top top 10 team, and Bradley Bill's been missing for a few games now, and they're on a four-game winning streak. To me, the biggest, I'd say, disappointment on my end is the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, yeah, I had them being a, a top one-two team. I had Embiid being an MVP caliber player. Uh, 
his season so far has been, I don't want to say normal, but pretty on par for his standards outside of the most recent game where he dropped 59 points and 11 boards. But there was a game where they lost to the Hawks and he got out. He got obliterated on the boards uh, by Clint Capella. Clint Capella had like 20 boards and and beat had 13. And I was just like, there's no way you're going to win if you're getting out-rebounded by Clint Capella. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's not. And the second-best rebounder on that team was, uh, on the Sixers was Deontay Melton, DeAnthony Melton. And I was like, how? He had 10 boards. I was like, how do you not have another big on this team? And I think the, the biggest issue with the 76ers, and there's many of them, but the biggest issue to me by all accounts, great guy. But Tobias Harris is getting paid way too much to yep. never be mentioned in anything. He does not get any flack. He doesn't get any credit. Yet he's making like max money. That Something's not right there. Something just like... He has to be contributing more to this team in some capacity. But there's a lot of shocking things. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's certainly one of them. That is certainly one of them. Uh, last things, Brennan. Uh, should the Lakers blow it up? Yeah, 100%. This team is going in circles. Uh, I think they should trade AD, get what they can for him, get those picks. They got to get rid of Westbrook. Because AD is actually playing better now, so he's increased his trade value. They got to blow it up. They have to. LeBron's fifty. There's no. They've got AD gets hurt all the time. Russell Westbrook is forty seven. Like there's, they got nowhere to go right now. Yeah, uh, they're. I mean, I would say they're on the treadmill treadmill of mediocrity, but they're like worse than that. They're like on a broken down treadmill at this point. Um, this is not your granddad's Cadillac. This is your granddad's Cadillac. Or your granddad's in Lakers. 2002. Uh, <laughs> that, that Cadillac is rusted out and busted down. Um, those bucket seats aren't what they used to be. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, in a perfect world, they can just implode it all because I don't understand the construction of this roster uh, at this point. Um, you would think, you know, having three guys who are in the NBA top 75 players that was real a couple of years ago, like, you know, I think it would work, but it just ain't it. I mean, LeBron's suffering from injury right now. Um, you know, that's going to happen more frequently. The more age he puts on, he's not indestructible. He's not RoboCop. As we we see those saw. father time commercials. Uh, you know, he's not the T9. Um, was that a. Is that the model from RoboCop? T uh, two. That's Terminator. T two is Terminator two. RoboCop. I'm unfamiliar with. I'm also. I thought you were the movie guy. You were supposed to help me here. I am, but I don't RoboCop. I can tell you it's uh the T one thousand. T one thousand. He's not the T one thousand. That's so. Uh, he's only God, a human man. I just pulled that out of my fucking <laughs> back of recesses of my brain. He's only a man. Um, CTE can suck it. But, yeah, so I don't know what the Lakers – I don't even know. The thing is, what do you even get back in a trade for Anthony Davis? What do you get back in a trade for Russell Westbrook? And the things you get back are not the things that LeBron wants, and LeBron has a no trade. And how do you trade LeBron James, and what 
do you get back for that? It's like, I don't understand what the process of tearing it down would even look like. So, um, well, they got to do something because they're not they're not doing it right now. Yeah, they're not in, on this path they're on. They're not making the postseason. They're going to end up with a top pick, and that top pick is going to go to the Pelicans in a swap. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it yeah, it, it's wicked times for Los wicked Angeles, times for Los Angeles. All right, Brennan. Big college football weekend. Big implications. Time for everyone's favorite game. Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down? Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down? Who, what do you want first, Brennan? And uh, don't do a positive one. Do a negative one. It's always a negative one. First. Let's do it the way we always do it because last week we got kind of turned around on that. Uh, okay. Let's go. Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down? Oh, right. It'll be who's down, who's up, or whatever. Uh, Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down? I don't know why we just said it four times for no reason. Uh, who's out? NC State. Get the fuck out of here. We don't know what the hell you're doing here anyways. Uh, Texas. Get the fuck out of here. We don't know what you're doing anyways. Liberty. All that Jerry Falwell shit. Again, God forbid. It's a great documentary. Billy Corbin, who did the U and the U part two. He also did Cooking Cowboys. Very good documentary. Uh, Liberty. Get the fuck out of here. Illinois, we love champagne. We don't love champagne, Illinois. Get the fuck out of here. Who's in? Oregon State has jumped back into the top 25 at number 25. Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy and them boys jump back in. Back at in. What's up? 24. Uh, a little too much fervor for Mike Gundy. Not a great guy. Um, he, he's a man. He's 40. He is 40. Uh, Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers have jumped. Back into the top 25 at number 23. And Cincinnati, one week removed from that UCF loss, has found their way back into the top 24. Top 24? Top 25 at number 22. Now, who's up? Who's down? Who's down? Tulane, the green wave, uh, leading the league in green waves, uh, is down to number 21. UCLA, Kip Kelly and them boys have fallen seven spots to number 16. Ole Miss, so close, but close is not good enough, as Lane told us in the press conference. We're not a school that wants to be good enough to be Alabama. We just want to beat Alabama. Uh, Ole Miss falls to number 14. Oregon drops six spots after taking an L to Washington Huskies. Uh, they drop six spots to the 12 12 spot. Uh, who's up? A lot of teams are up, Brandon. A lot of teams are up. So I'm going to do this own. quick. Florida State is up. They've made it to number 20. Kansas State is up. They've made it to number 14. Notre Dame is up after beating the Navy on Veterans Day weekend. A little rude there. Uh, they're up two <laughs> spots to number 18. UCF up five spots to number 17. Washington, again, after beating Oregon, those phantom ducks are up nine spots to number 15. North Carolina up two spots to number 13. Penn State up three spots to number 11. Utah up three spots to number 10. Clemson up three spots to number nine. Alabama up two spots to number eight. USC up one spot to number seven. And LSU up one spot to number six. And your top five consists of Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, at Tennessee. Also, Brennan, this is a very good Twitter follow. I don't know if you're aware of them or not, but the Sicko Committee on Twitter, uh, 
We got a couple things from the sicko committee. A couple sicko circles were completed over the weekend, Brennan. What is a sicko circle? A sicko circle is when every team from the conference beats up on each other. And we had three completed this weekend. The first was, oh, we had four. They added another one. Didn't even see that one. The first was the Ivy League. Brown beat Penn, who beat Yale, who beat Princeton, who beat Dartmouth, who beat uh, Columbia, who beat Howard, who beat Cornell, who beat Brown. The sicko circle was completed. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the teams on this one, but the fun belt sicko circle was completed. All the teams beat all the teams. In the whack, which is fallen on hard times, uh, the whack, all the teams have beaten each other, completing the sicko circle. I can go through that one. It's only five teams. Sam Houston beat a team with a T that I don't know, beat a team with a Hawk logo that I don't know, that beat Utah Tech, their name is on the thing, who beat SF Austin, who beat Abilene Christian. The whack consists of like six teams. Weird whack is falling on hard times, and there was another one they just posted. Oh, no, it was the fun belt getting posted again. It was a corrected graphic, somebody fucked up. Uh, the whack, yeah. So, Brennan, that is everything in college football. I think there was something I wanted to discuss in college football, but I don't care anymore. Yeah, all right, on to the quickets. And you'd be surprised how quick and quick, name hits, quick hit. All right, Brandon's we're at an hour 10, like, so we got to be quick. All right. Yeah, the, uh, sicko, the circle thing, that's interesting. Yeah, I'll send you the fun belt one. It's a very interesting look yeah. <laughs> at all the teams who beat Everybody beat each other. Uh, so weird. Uh, I think FAU is going down in conferences. So we were at the Sun Belt, and then we got bumped up to Conference USA, and I was like, oh, awesome. And now we're in the AAC, and I was like, I don't. Oh, like, the American these- Athletic. Yeah, I'm like, I think we're better than all these teams. I think we just need to be in the ACC. Did you guys just get destroyed by FIU? No. You guys destroyed FIU? Yeah. Okay, FIU tweeted it out very odd then. Because I just saw the FIU tweet, and I was like, 52 to 7? That's what it was, 52 to 7. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. All right, we got to be quick. All right, Florida Panthers keep losing fucking games. It's fucking getting annoying, man. Uh, lost to the Edmonton Oilers just a while ago. Um, we keep winning one, losing one, effectively. Uh, like middle of the pack. Uh, Kachuk had ended up getting a two-game suspension. He plays aggressively and on the line. Uh, sometimes he goes over the line. Um, I like it. I don't want to be a finesse team anymore. I want to be a rough and tumble team. But right now, I think we're in a good spot because Boston's like running away with the division. So yeah. we can start picking up wins. You know. Just, just to pick up wins, guys. Please, thank you. Yeah, same thing with Tampa Bay. Boston's run away with it, so we're just kind of us in Florida are kind of middling around the same points. I mean, what is it? Tampa Bay, Florida, Detroit, and Montreal. We're all in the same same league as far as points. Uh, Tampa Bay, weird, wonky kind of thing. One three, then lost, then one, then lost two, then one. It's very back and forth. Uh, no dominant stretches of any kind, whether it is losses or wins. So. Long season. We'll put it together. We'll figure this out. All right. Brennan, you've been holding on to your takes. Give it to us. Fulham lost 2-1. This is horse shit, man. This is the second game in a row where we lost in the closing seconds of the game. 
It should have just been a draw. We should have drawn with Man City and we should have drawn with Man U. Got those points, moved up the table. But instead, we allow these, and especially against the Man City, we talked about that, only nine men on the field. Well, ten including the goalie. Yeah. But, like, this Man U game, 1-1. The, almost the entire game. And we scored first. They and scored then, first. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense because... Both times when I go to look at the recaps, you know where that last goal little notches on the 90 timeline? Plus. At, yeah, both times. And that's garbage, man. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, two heartbreaking losses. Uh, the podcast I listened to, Fulhamish, good podcast. Love those guys. Um, they do a three-word review for their show title every week. So they have fans like sending three words to kind of review the game or the feeling or the momentum. And the I my was a uh, uh, Brennan has a visitor. No, he does not have a visitor. Um, Sorry, my three-word review was "Heartbreak Hotel Revisited." Uh, yeah, it kind of sucked seeing the. The game slip away in the last moments with the last vestiges of everything happening. Uh, we look; those to are top be five teams. The both top five teams, the number two and number five team, respectively. Uh, this game more than the last one. I felt like we were th- in the final minutes of the game. We were threatening to score. We actually made an offensive substitution at the 90th minute, and then immediately we they jumped on us not having our holding midfielder in in Tom Kearney. Uh and they got behind slipped behind us and put one in the back of the net. Um and it was defeating. It was it was deflating. I was on my way to see Greg and the goal came in and I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Especially at that point because you think it's I mean you think I know it, it's like all right, one one Walk yeah, away. I've only been good. in the Premier League for a little while, but like within the last, you know, two minutes, last minute, you're like, oh, it takes so long to score. Like we're good. Like we're gonna be all right. We'll take this. We'll take this. We'll take this draw. Yeah, it's like us. Uh, a draw at the cottage against the top five side. You know what? Worst things have happened. One point, fine with that. And boom, dropped one, and now we're now we're down we, to nine. We're we're at nine and. We're tied with 10 on 11. So, and we're in striking distance for the 13th team and the 14th team. Like, it's like, oh, things get a little dicey. But off until Boxing Day, which is the 26th of December because of the World Cup. Um, one cool thing is that we have a couple of World Cup guys on the squad, which is not usually the case. Uh, we got Mitro playing for Serbia, we got Tim Ream and Anthony Robinson. Uh, representing the U.S. of A, uh, Tim Ream, who hadn't been with the U.S. team in their last couple of uh, qualifying situations. People thought he was going to get dropped from the team. He's older, about 34 years of age now, 34, 35. And uh, his performance with Fulham and how well he's played this first half of the this season um, forced the hand of Greg Berhalter to bring in, bring him back into the fold and pick him as the 26 for the world cup uh we also have gal polinia who is probably one of the best defensive midfielders in the world right now honestly that we have we're lucky to have on our squad um 
diamond in a rough fine out of Portugal, and he'll be representing the Portuguese side. Uh, and then we got Daniel James, who scored the goal, the our sole goal for uh, against Man U, as well as um, Harry Wilson, who is still working his way back from injury, who will be representing the Welsh, who we are uh, in in the what's the heck is it called in the table with the table. yeah and the uh group group, the group thank you i'm like what the heck is it called I'm like it's not the table yeah we're in the group with uh we will be the usa will be in group b alongside england iran and wales uh i think we can get out i think we should get out into the round of 16 that would be very good um and i think we could threaten i mean in a down, I don't want to say in a down. Oh well, no, we're in. It'll be the round of thirty-two. I'm bugging the round of sixteen. Uh, I think we can get to the round of sixteen. Um, I think we have a good squad. We're one of the top, I think, like eleven, top eleven, twelve countries in the world as far as talent says. Um, uh, by the FIFA World Rankings, we are sixteenth. Sixteenth? Yep. Damn! What the hell are we for? England's five, we're sixteen. Uh, well, we Wales far? is nineteen, and I believe Iraq or Iran, whoever Iran, who, Iran is uh, like twenty fourth. I heard a podcast talking about it. Sixteen. I thought we were like thirteenth or twelfth. Yeah, and we always beat England in the World Cup, and they're ranked fucking ten spots ahead of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have not lost to England in the World Cup in quite some time. Uh, or in a uh, revolutionary war. Suck it. <laughs> uh, and the War of 1812. Let's just go there. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I think we can get out of the group stages to the round of 32. I think we can win a game there and get to the round of 16. Uh, we have a lot of the talent. We have the talent in all the positions except striker. Um, there's been a lot of controversy uh, as far as the strikers. Pick Whatever happened this. to that young kid? Um a lot of young kids. We have a bunch of young kids. Do Gotta we? be they, specific. Well, Pulisic? No, the kid for the young black kid. He was like 16 years old. Do not bring up Freddie Adu. No, that's not. Okay. He started with a J. Um, Josie Altador? Yeah. Josie Altador is like a grown man now oh. and is married to Sloane Stevens. Whatever <laughs> happened to him? Yeah. What was that, two World Cups ago? And they're like, this young phenom can <laughs> score like from anywhere on the field. Three World Cups ago. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. When he was years. young, yeah. God, that would have been 12 years ago. God, we, that's crazy. I was going to say, we missed the one last time in 18. They were there in 14, and they were there in 10. So, yeah, no, Josie. Yeah, Josie's. That would have been 2010. Yeah, he's done with that cycle. Love All him. Right. Haitian. Love him. Pretty sure he's Haitian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Josie out the door. He's definitely Haitian American. Married to Sloan Stevens. Shout out to him. Uh, shout out to that couple. Shout out to the U.S. and their chances. Hope the boys do well. First game, I believe, is on uh, is the 21st. 21st. Okay. Yep. 21st. 21st. Early in the fucking morning. I believe we play Wells first. We do. Uh, oh, 1 p.m. This is the 1 p.m. game. Okay. I think every game after that is going to be like at terrible times. Uh, I think we play England on uh, Black Friday, though. That's Let's do it. Fun. Let's go. Uh, hopefully we give them a black eye. Yeah. No, I. 
All, All right, right, we got to get out of here. Let's get out of here. Brennan has to go. He's been looking at me crazy for minutes now. Minutes. Bloody hell. What's wrong with you? Hour 20, bugger? man. <laughs> and we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. <laughs> What's wrong with this bugger? Uh, Brennan, where can we find you? At Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. One man show is set January 30th at the Producers Club. We'll do two shows, 6.30 and 8.30. Tickets will go on sale as soon as I finalize the contract, so keep an eye out for that. Joe, oh, check out my other podcast, X Drinking Buddy. It's really funny. Not this last week, though. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorvey. You can find... Uh, the show's socials at Caring Press on everything. That's Twitter and Instagram. Head over to anewlow.co to check out all the other shows on the network. That includes a new low, who does a podcast, and Misbehavior Journal Club. Don't forget to go to my website again. My name is Joe Dorville, Joe Dorville at Twitter and Instagram. Uh, com. You can check out the music and merch and all the other good stuff over there. Brennan, let's get you out of here. It's been a while. It's been a while. Since I could. All right, and that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello, huge shout out. Josie Altador, man. Also, RIP to the kids who were killed at the, at the Virginia shooting. Wicked. So sad.